Welcome to the podcast arm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. To read from verse 5 only. First Epistle, General of Peter, and I want to read from verse 5 so that you have an idea of what I'm about to talk about. First Epistle, General of Peter, chapter 1, I'm reading from verse 5. And what does he say? He said, Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. Power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. By the grace of God, I'll be speaking on the subject what activated power can do what activated power can do. When power is activated, it can give you light. When it's activated, it can give you cold water. When it's activated, it can give you breeze. When power is activated, it can give you sound. So you can see so many things that you can have access to when power is activated. So you can understand that when we are talking about the power of God, there are so many things the power of God can do. And I'm going to share with you seven of them today that the power of God can do and you can expect him to do those things as we come into his presence today. Let us pray. Father, I want to thank you for your word. Since we are two or three are gathered together in your name, there you are in the midst of them. Thank you for being in our midst tonight. Thank you because... You are not just here to complete the number, but you are here to move. And uh, through your activated power, to do only those things that you can do. And to undo all of those things the enemy may have done or is doing in our lives. Anoint me to share your word. Anoint me to minister according to the ability that you give. So that your name will be glorified. Your name will be magnified. And at the end of the day, the blessings will be ours. And the glory will be yours. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the word of God, there are certain attributes that we are told only God can possess. No one else is expected to have them. And no one else has them. Six attributes. They are called in theology the essential attributes of God. And there are six of such attributes. I'm saying this to you so that you can know who God is and uh, what he has. He doesn't expect you to have any of these six attributes. And so there is no need for you to try to say I'm going to have them. It's not an attribute. These are not attributes that you and I can possess. The first attribute of God is that God is eternal. He's got no beginning. He's got no ending. 
He does not have a date of birth. Neither does he have a day of death. He is everlasting. He has always been and he will always be. That is one attribute. He is eternal. The word of God tells us in Isaiah 9, 6, he said unto us, a child is born, a son is, a son is given, and then he gives us his name. And one of the names is Everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. In Jeremiah 31, verse 3, he said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. So you can see that attribute there, that God is eternal. The second essential attribute of God is that God is self-existent. What does that mean? It means he does not owe his existence to any other, neither does he depend on any other to sustain it. Self-existent. That is why he calls himself, I am that I am. Self-existent. He does not owe his existence to anybody. Anyone never brought, no one ever brought him to being. And he does not depend on anyone to sustain himself. No one is expected to have those characteristics, no matter who you are. The most powerful people are the most dependent people. It's not only wives who depend on their husband, children who depend on their parents, but also governors depend on their lieutenant. They depend on their orderlies. They depend on their, on their servants. They depend on their assistants. Uh, recently, a governor in Nigeria appointed 14,000 special assistants. So you can see that uh, they didn't call any name. I had somebody calling the name. Uh, you know, so you, you, you see that people are not self-existent. We depend. Tenants depend on the landlord. Landlord depend on the tenant. Fathers depend on their children, depend on their fathers. Husband depend on their wives. One depend on their children. So no one is expected or possess that quality. The third essential attribute of God is that God is immutable. I-M-M-U-T-A-B-L-E. What does it mean? To be immutable simply means to be unchanged and unchangeable as to his character and being. Unchanged and unchangeable. No matter what plastic surgeries you and I do, we change with time. You know, and even if you don't do any plastic surgery, with time you change. There is nothing about us that is not subject to change. But God speaking about himself in Malachi 3.6 says, I am the Lord, I change not. Hebrews 13.8, which is the key verse for the redeemed Christian church of God says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. So God is immutable is unchanged and unchangeable. There is no variableness with him, neither any shadow of turning. So he's unchanged and unchangeable as to his character and as to his being. The fourth essential attribute of God is that God is omniscient. O-M-N-I-S-C-E-I-E-N-T which means he's all-knowing. He knows all things at all times, what is past, what is present, what is future. He knows the future better than you know your present. He is omniscient. His knowledge is absolute and unacquired. Nobody ever taught him. Whatever you know today, someone taught you. Okay? 
That is how you got to know how to dress, how to eat, how to take care of your body. Someone taught you, they put you through. But he is, his knowledge is absolute. He knows everything perfectly well. And this knowledge is unacquired. He has never been known to learn anything from anyone. That is an attribute that only God has. You and I will have to learn. A man of God said it like this, and I like it. He says, the wise man learns from a fool. More than a fool learns from a wise man. If a fool will learn from a wise man, he will no longer be a fool. But you know, even the wise man looking at the fool knows that these are things he should not do. When David went to stay with Saul, he learned what not to do. Not that he learned what to do. There are people you relate to, and from relating to them, what you learn are the things you shouldn't do. Not, that, not those things that you should do. So what God, in his own case, he is omniscient. He has never learned anything, and is never planning to learn anything. Number five, the fifth attribute of God, essential attribute of God, is that he is omnipresent. What does it mean? It means he is all present, is unlimited by space or time, is everywhere present at all times, he is present universally and simultaneously. He is present universally and simultaneously. He is here, he is in the United States, he is in Mexico, he is in South Africa, he is in Lesotho, he is in Iceland, he is in Finland. He is in New Zealand, he is in Papua New Guinea, all at the same time. You are here in this church hall, you are not in your house, you are not in your place of work. So you see, you and I are not expected or required to have these attributes. They are called the essential attributes of God. Now, very quickly, number six is that God is omnipotent. That is the sixth attribute of God. Remember, I'm speaking on what activated power will do. Now, the sixth one says God is omnipotent. This means that he is all powerful. Nothing is impossible with God. He has power to do all he wills. This is very, very clear. And the word of God has a lot to say about the power of God. I have Read the Bible from Genesis to Revelations at least 380 times in my 42 years of being a Christian. During the pandemic from 2020 March till 2020-22, I read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation at least 30 times. Now, and whenever I read and I study and I read and I go in through the scriptures, I've come to discover that the central theme one of the central themes of God's word is the power of God. You never see a chapter, you never see a book where the power of God is not elogized. A lot of things are said about the power of God. Romans 13 verse 1 says, let every soul be subject to higher powers. Let every soul be subject to higher powers. There is no power that be except ordained of God. Psalm 62 verse 11. He said once he said it, twice I heard it, that power belongs to God. The book of Nahum chapter 1 verse 3 says, God is great in power. 
Psalm 147 verse 5 says it's infinite. In other words, there is no limit to his power. That is what God's word tells us about the power of God. In 2 Chronicles 25 verse 8, he says he has power both to lift up and to cast down. When Jesus Christ was teaching his apostles how to pray, in Psalm 6 verse 13, he said they should pray, Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. And that scripture is taken from 1 Chronicles 29, verse 11 and 12. So a lot is being said and have been said about the power of God. And so as a child of God, you need to be familiar with what the power of God is all about. Now, before I came into Christianity, before I got born again, I was in the occult world. From 1973 to 1980, when I gave my life to Christ, I was deep in occultism. I was also deep in cultic things. All my days in the university were part of the university cult. But more than that, I was also went into some other uh, native or local occultic uh, activities. One thing about the occult is that you never get to a point where you have all the power. You have to keep joining one after another one. They will tell you this one has this, that one has this, this one can do this, that one can do this. But you see, when I met God and I came to accept Christ, I saw once you have Christ, once you know God, there is no more search for power. So God's power is in his own class. The Bible says in the book of Job 36 verse 22, he said, behold, God exalted by his power. He said, who is a God that teacheth like him? Is he, actually, the Hebrew says, behold, God belongs to his own class when we talk about power. That is what it says in Job 36, 22. And in Job 37, 23, it says, God excelleth in power, which means his power excels all other power. God has political power. He gives government to whomsoever he pleases. Whether it pleases you or not, it is God who put rule in the affairs of men. Daniel chapter 4, 17 tells us that he's the one who lifts up one and who brings down another one. So God is powerful and the word of God says it again and again and again and again. And many, many times as children of God, we are not familiar with the power of God. The Bible said in Psalm 111 verse 6, he said God has shown unto his people the power of his works that he may give unto them the heritage of the living, of the heathens. He has shown unto his people the power behind his work that he may give unto them the heritage of the heathens. So God is powerful and a lot of scriptures refer to him as being all powerful. Revelation 19 verse 6 says, Hallelujah. Lord God, omnipotent reigneth. Exodus 15 verse 6 says, it says, Thy heart and O God have become, have become glorious in power. Thy right hand have dashed into pieces thine enemy. So God is powerful. He has all the power. When Daniel was facing Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel 3.17, he said, Our God whom we serve is able, is able, is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace. And he will deliver us. But even if he does not, we will not bow down. So one thing that is clear about scriptures is the power of God. You see, when we as Christians relate to God, one of the things we do is that we underestimate because we don't know what the Bible says about the power of God. As a young Christian, 
I wrote out all the scriptures in the entire Bible using Strong's exhaustive concordance. All scripture that has power, power, power of God, power of God in it. And I studied them. The reason why I did that was because I wanted to ground my life. Haven't been in the occult. I know what the occult power is capable of doing. I didn't want to go back there and I didn't want to be oppressed by those who belong to the occult. So I became familiar with the power of God. Ephesians 3.20 says he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power that works in us. You see when the power is not working well inside us, it is the reason why God is not able to do what he's able to do. He said he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. I've seen God multiply money. I'm not talking about into people's account. I'm talking about church service. They raise the money for the building. They ought to get a particular amount of money on a particular day. The day came, and if they did not do it, they would lose their church, they would lose their building. They raised the money, and they counted. The first time they counted, they announced the figure. They said, no, recount. So they recounted, and then another figure came, which was higher. They said, no, that can't be so. They recounted. They recounted 32 times. And while they were recounting all this time, the money was increasing. Now, how that got to be, I don't know. Deuteronomy 29, 29 said, The secret thing belongs to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong unto us and to our children. So, when you talk about the power of God, you are talking about something that is special. You are talking about something that God has in great quantums. The word of God says in the book of Psalm 79, verse 11, it says, Let the sign of the prisoners come before your God, and according to the greatness of your power, deliver them who have an appointment with death. Deliver those who have an appointment with death. Yesterday, I gave you a testimony of my life. How I had, as a since came to my house with guns, that day I had an appointment with death. And what kept me was, according to verse 5, we are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed. So the salvation of God is ready to be revealed and it's going to come through his power. It's not going to come because you can run very fast. It's not going to come because you are educated. It's not going to come because of the church you attend or who your general overseer is or who your local pastor is. When faith is activated in God's power, then you and I will see results. And that's what I'm talking about tonight. How you can put your faith in God's power. How you can, you know, receive God's power into your life because the power of God is there anyway. So having said all of that and quoted quite a number of scriptures, I can keep talking about the power of God. But let me just mention a few scriptures here. Uh, Psalm 21 verse 13 says, let us sing and praise his power. At times I just wake up in the morning and all I do is just sing about his power. And I just praise his power. Psalm 59, 16 says, let us sing of his mercies and let us sing, let, let, let us sing of his power. And these are all of the things that you and I can do. And God, in Psalm 16, verse 3, he said, how terrible are thou, O God? Through the greatness of your power shall your enemies submit themselves to you. So God is powerful. It's so important for us to realize that. And tonight I want to say about six different things that you and I need to have at the back of our minds 
when we talk about the power of God. God is powerful, immensely, greatly powerful. Luke chapter 3 verse 8 says he is able to turn stones into children. He is able to raise up children from stones. I mean, look at how old Sarah was. Look at how old Abraham was. He was old as stone. The woman had stopped menstruating. The man was in the latter, latter evening of his life. But through those two people, God was able to produce what we now call the generation called Israel. You see, so God is able to raise up children from stones. Philippians 3.21, it says, This I know you are able to subdue all things. He subdued the lions in the case of Daniel. He subdued the fire in the case of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So, he's able to subdue all things. Hebrews 7.25 said, Wherefore, he's able to save to the uttermost they that come to God by him. So, one thing that is clear, and that is not a matter of controversy, is that God is powerful. But I want to say six things, six very quick things about the power of God. Now, number one, no matter what situation you are in, no matter what the circumstance is, no matter what your condition may be, whether it is financial, or it is marital, or it's in your health, or it's in your career, or it's in your relationship, nothing is wrong with the power of God. Nothing is wrong with the power of God. The power of God is the same at all times. The power of God uh, does not fluctuate. The power of God does not drop current and then have low current. The power of God is as it has always been. If anything is wrong as to what is in your life and it has remained the way it is, it's not because the power of God, the hand of God is shut that it cannot save. It's not because the hand of God, Isaiah 52, 50 verse 2. He said the hand of God is not shut that cannot save. His eyes are not dim that he cannot see. So nothing is wrong with the power of God. You must have that position and understand that position. Because if you don't have that position and you talk as if to say God is dead, or God is inactive, or God is unloving and uncaring, those are accusations that are completely wrong. So when it comes to the power of God, nothing is wrong. No, no uh, power cut. In other words, it doesn't go out like light goes out. It's always there. And no power fluctuation. And uh, no, uh, he's disposed. God is disposed to always use his power. But why is it therefore that the need in my life are not being met? Why is it that my circumstances have remained unchanged? Why is it that I'm stagnant? Why is it that my situation is this way that it is? It's not because there is no light. It's not because there is no power. Because his power is constant. We will look into why this is so. Number two. The second thing you must know about the power of God is that God is not just powerful. But he's disposed that you and I experience his power in the following areas of our lives. Six areas. God wants to make his power available to us so that you and I can become who he wants us to be. If you are not yet who he ought, want you to be, it's because you have not logged on to the power of God. The power of God is available to make us and help us be 
who he wants us to be. Number two, the power of God is also available to us for us to do whatever he wants us to do. There's nothing I, I cannot do it. I'm not capable of. Psalm 113 verse 9, it says he maketh the barren woman to keep a house and to be a joyful mother of children. Psalm 113 verse 7 and 8, he lifts the poor out of the dust, the needy from the dunghill, that he may set them with the prince, even the prince of his people. So God's power is there to help us be who he wants us to be. God's power is there to help us do whatever he wants us to do. Number three, God's power, still under number two now. God's power is there to help us have what he wants us to have. The word of God says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 21, he said, all things are yours. Romans, Romans chapter 8, verse 35, 32. He that spared not the Holy begotten son, but gave him for you, how will he not? Together with him, give you all things. Luke chapter 14, verse 17 says, come, for all things are ready. Luke 15, 31 says, all that is mine is thine. Psalm 84, verse 11. The Lord is a son and a shield. He will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Psalm 34, verse 10. Although the young lion do suffer and lack, they that seek the Lord shall not want anything good. I remember when I read that scripture as a young Christian. I said, well, they are young lions. That's why they lack. Later on, I was reading Job chapter 5, verse 11. Wherein it says, the old lion perish for lack of prey. You see that? So it's not just because <laughs> they don't lack just because they are young, but even the old lion, okay? The old lion, okay? All right, I think it's not quite correct, but I know it's in Job. The old lion perish for lack of prey. So it's important for us to know that God's power is there to make us be who he wants us to be, to make us do what he wants us to do, to make us have what he wants us to have. Number four, the power of God is also there to make us get to where he wants us to get to. There is a place called there that God wants all of us to get to. In life, there is a place God wanted to get to in your career. There is a place God wanted to get to in your spiritual life. There is a place God wanted to get to mentally. There is a place God wanted to get to emotionally. There is a place God wanted to get to in your health. God wants it to be such that there shall be none who will seek. Isaiah 33, 24, say none of the inhabitants of Zion shall say, I am sick. None of the inhabitants of Zion shall say, I am sick. So there's a place God wants you to get to. Now, for us to be able to get to the place where God wants us to get to, well, one thing that God has made available is his power. Remember what his power can do. Number five, the power of God is also available, as it were, for us to live the kind of life that God wants us to live. What kind of a life does God want us to live? He wants us to be above only and never below. He wants us to be the head and not the tail. Isaiah 45 and 6 and 7 says, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of the kingdom is the right scepter. Thou loveth righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, thy God, have anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. So there is, there is a place God wanted to get to. There is a life God wanted to live. There is a person God wants you to be. There are things God wanted to have. There are things God wanted to do. And then lastly, there is a purpose God wants you to fulfill. You are not an accident. You are a deliberate, intentional creation of God. 
Jeremiah 1 5 says, Before I formed you, I knew you. Before I brought you forth, I ordained you to something. There is a purpose. No witch, no wizard, no association of evil can ever stop you from getting there. In ministry, those who are older than you can oppress you, but they can't stop you. They couldn't stop Joseph, they can't stop you. They couldn't stop David, they can't stop you. So it's important for you to know that there is a power God has which is available with which and through which you, as it were, can fulfill your purpose. So that's number two. God does not just, God is not just powerful. His power is intended that you and I benefit from it. Benefit from it. So that his power is there to make provisions for us. Of what, of what benefit is power if it's just power? So God has his power and he wants you and I to benefit from his power. That's the second thing. Number three, in order to make his power available to us so that you and I can benefit from it, what God has been known to do is to package them, package it. You package it, you know. For example, if you, send, if you sell mangoes or produce mango, let me say, in Saskatchewan, I know it's difficult whether to produce mangoes, but whatever you produce, if you want to make it available for people in Ontario, people in Alberta, you want to make it available to people in Manitoba, people in New Brunswick, people in Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, what you do is what? You package it. So God has been known to package his power. The power of God is packaged. You see, for us to enjoy this power here, it came to us through some package mediums. They had to package it. Countries produce power. You as a child of God, you are not supposed to produce power. You are not expected to produce power. It is God who produces the power. And then he packages this power so that this power can get to you. So that you and I can have access to this power. You cannot access the power of God if you are not aware of the packages into which the power of God has been put. Crying is not one of the packages. Being jealous of someone else who is operating the power of God is not one of the packages. Being envious of someone being worried and being, uh, be, 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 being worried and be worrying yourself, still being anxious is not one of the packages. People are the way they are and they never get to the power of God because they don't access the packages. God who is powerful has made his power available and he packages them so that you and I can have access. And there is no way you can have access to this power if you don't have access to these packages. Let me give you about five or six of these packages just going along. Number one package is that he packages in the blood of Jesus. Anything that can wash away sin must be very powerful. You know, I have been to some places to do deliverance before, and all I did was just say, I plead, I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead, I plead the blood. And power fell. Because the blood of Jesus, there is no other blood like the blood of Jesus. What can take from with my sins nothing but the blood of Jesus. I have seen the blood of Jesus work efficaciously. When I remember one guy who came with this part of his face is a different color. This other part is a different color. And he came and he showed me, he said, sir, I'm a man with two, two kingdoms inside me. I don't know why I'm this like this on my face only. And we prayed and we plead the blood and we plead the blood and we plead the blood. And I told him when you get home every day when you wake up, as you're washing your body in the natural with water and soap 
also plead the blood. In two months, the whole thing had become the same. No pigmentation was strange anymore on his face. So the blood is the first package. The second package, the name of Jesus. You know, at the name of Jesus, every knee bow. I have a, I have a way of quoting that scripture. And I quote it like this. At the name of Jesus, every need bow. Not every need, every need. Whatever the need is. Financial need, spiritual need, emotional need, career need, family need. You see, the power of God is not dim. There has not been any power caught. It's the same. But he has packaged them so that you and I can have access to them. And so, the name of Jesus you know, he said, Jesus said, after this man I pray, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. I love to sing about Jesus. I've seen miracles upon miracles just saying the name of Jesus. I remember my first son so many years ago as a young father. The boy was just crying. The boy was just crying. <laughs> you know, there was nothing we did not give the boy. You know, it was just crying. The mother held the boy and got tired. Had to wake me up. I said, continue from where I stopped. So I held the boy. And, I, and at a point in time, I just felt, okay. And I just started saying, the name of Jesus. I didn't, I was lost for words. Children don't have a way to explain what they are going through. So I was just saying, the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. And I kept saying the name of Jesus for about five minutes. He stopped crying. So I thought that he was okay. I tried to put him down. He started crying again. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Proverbs 18, 10. The righteous run into it and he's safe. And wonderfully after just calling the name, he fell asleep. And it was a great sleep. When he woke up the next morning, we saw pulse coming out of his ears. Now, I didn't know what was wrong, but whatever was wrong had been defeated in the name of Jesus. So when we call the name of Jesus, that is power being released. When we plead the blood, that is power being released. But the fact that power is released through the name and the blood does not mean you will experience it. If you don't use faith, we are kept by the power of God through faith, ready to be revealed in the end. In our services, God's power is there. But many, many times, there can be light in the current, in all of the cables in this place. If you don't put it on, you won't have light. You can't say, I look at there's no light inside this hall. Well, the problem is not that the, the, the corporation that sends light have not sent light. The problem is that you didn't put it on. And it's the same thing with faith. The power of God is there, but it's through faith that it is activated. Remember, I'm speaking on what activated power will do. Potentially, God's power is there. For you to experience it, it's going to be your faith. It's going to be important. Another package is the word of God. In the word of God, there is power. At the name of Jesus, every... Okay. Yes. In the word of God, there is power. Ecclesiastes 8, 4, say, wherever the word of the king is, there is power. If you want power, be someone who studies the word. You see, I tell people this. Unconsciously, I have never most of the time had to pray for many things because I'm always in the word. And wherever the word of the king is, there is power. So I live as it were 
in God's power because I'm always feeding on power. I'm always, there is nothing I do most days. I mean, I've been traveling all over the world for 33 years now. Whenever I visit the place, they say, do you want to go out? I said, to go out to do what? I remember I went to, when I went to Chicago uh, some years ago, you know, they have a big aquarium in Chicago. It's called the Sheridan Aquarium. And so the pastor came and said, can I check you out? I said, to where? He said, to an aquarium. I said, what is there? He said, fishes. I said, will they allow us to eat it? He said, no. <laughs> will they roast it or fry it or grill? He said, no. I said, look, the Bible does not say I should be looking at fishes. Going out there to look at fishes. What will I get from looking at fishes? I'm supposed to chopulate fishes. Uh-huh. So I told him no. I mean, what I'm saying is this. I'm always in the world. I mean, when you ask people who come to my hotel room, I'm always in the world. And that is why power is all, I'm always full of power. Like Micah said in Micah 3.8, he said, I'm full of power by the Spirit of the Lord to declare unto Jacob our sins and unto Israel our transgression. So the word of God is the power. You cannot starve your soul of your heavenly food and be power filled. Jesus said it, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Now how much of the word that proceeded out of God's mouth do you know? And that is where the problem is. That is where many maladies are. That you and I have not been able to find solutions to them. The power of God is not short. He packages power so that you and I can have access to it. And he has given us access to these things. So you can't blame him many times. That's why when I see people crying, I say, instead of crying, why don't you access the packages? Why don't you access the packages into which God has put his power? Let me give you two more here. Another package, you already can guess, the Holy Spirit. There is so much power in the Holy Spirit. You see, when people get filled with the Holy Spirit, the only thing you see them do, speak in tongues. But that is not what the Bible says. It says you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I don't know about a Christian who is not powerful. Christianity equips you and I to be able to face challenges of life. It says you will run through a troop, you will leap over a wall. All of it by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God equips you for a supernatural lifestyle. The Spirit of God equips you not just to be healed and healthy, but also to be a blessing to other people. Acts 10 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about. He had so much, he could go about. But you see Christians speaking in tongues and in bed. Now, what is wrong? Something is wrong. You have not activated the power. And the way to activate the power is through faith. Ready. Through faith that will produce salvation. Ready to be revealed. So in other words, there is a readiness on God's part. Through the power he has provided. And if it is not activated, you remain the way you have been. I have three lovely children. You must have had their names. Faith, faithful, faithfulness. My first boy is, is called Faith. He is now 35 years old, or 37. My daughter is 35, and my last little boy is 33. Now, I've given you this thing just to illustrate something. In raising them up, I didn't make them depend on me to pray for them. 
If I had depended on me to pray for them, I would have been praying for them till now. So I taught them to pray. Whenever they are, whenever on their sixth birthday, I sit them down with the mother, we teach them about the story of redemption and we lead them to Christ. And on that same day, we lay hands on them and they get filled with the Holy Spirit. So from the age of six, they have come to know what redemption is about. They've come to be familiar with the power of God. And so in those days, I remember whenever probably one of them gets injured, they will run and say, Daddy, Daddy, look at it. Look, look, look. And I'll say, okay, okay, okay. He said, Daddy, pray. I said, no, you pray. I will say, amen. And so I said, God will not hear me faster than he will hear you. You know, there's this deceptive view. And that's why you crowd pastors and kill them before their time. <laughs> you put your body on them. And that is added to their own body. I remember I went to one place in Zimbabwe. And uh, when I went there, this woman came to me and said, I have seven children. I said, okay. So he told me so many wonderful stories about all the seven children. All of them have problems. He said, Pastor, I want you to be praying for them. I said, no, I will not. I said, I will not. I said, I have three rascally ones. I've not prayed enough for them. I said, everywhere I go, if every person with seven children give me their seven children to pray for, do you think I will have time for any other thing? I said, so if I tell you, I'm going to say, oh, you are not a good pastor. I said, I'm a good pastor. I'm the one telling you the truth. I said, most of those who tell you they are going to pray for them, they are lying. They are dying. The Bible tells us in Galatians 6 2, it says, Bear ye one another's body. In this way, you fulfill the law of Christ. Look at verse 5. He said, Every man will carry his own body. You see now? <laughs> Everyone will carry. <laughs> oh, yeah. He said, Bear ye. You know, it's an advice. Uh, bear you one another's body in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. But in the final analysis, everyone will bear his own body. So I did that. I introduced my children to the way of righteousness. To, do, to let them know that God will hear them. God will hear them. Now, let me give you one more package. And that is the package of prayer. Luke 18.1. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Why do people faint? Because they don't pray. Since I got born again till today, every single day, I pray for at least one hour in tongues. Every single day. Since I got born again till today. And it's a habit that I have maintained. I saw in the scriptures, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, which says, pray without ceasing. I said, how can I do it without ceasing? And I said, why should I be praying without ceasing? Because you need it. I mean, if you need something, won't you do it? Pray without ceasing. Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy 2 8, he said, I wish that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands. So, wherever you find yourself, you know, especially when I'm in the aircraft, people who sit near me always see that my mouth is moving. One man I sat near, he looked at my mouth, he saw my mouth moving. One hour later, he looked at my mouth, my mouth was still moving. And now I asked he looked at my he said, What are you saying? What are you saying? I'm saying, I, I told him I'm staying, I'm speaking to God. Who has got this aircraft in his hand? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm helping you to keep this aircraft afloat. He said, please keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it. So God has put his power where? Packages in all of these things. That is the third thing you need to understand. Number fourth thing I want you to understand is that the packages, various ones, into which God has put his power, Make it possible for his power to be transmitted. 
Make it possible for his power to be communicated. Make it possible for his power to be transferable. God is powerful. He's got all the power. You don't have it. You need it. So he packages it. And it is the packages into which he has packaged it that make it possible for you to be able to have the power of God. So you see that the arrangement is neat. It's neat. But most of the time, you see Christians live as if to say, power has not been made available to them. Nothing is wrong with the power of God. Nothing is wrong with the way he has packaged them. Nothing is wrong with the way he transmits them. But everything is wrong with the way you and I receive that power. Number six, the word of God has a lot to say about God giving us his power. While Christ was here, in the book of Luke chapter 9 verse 1, Matthew chapter 10 verse 1, he said he called the 12 apostles and he gave them power to cast out devils, power against every man of sickness and disease and they went out. So you can see the word of God has a lot about God giving power. Making it available. So there is nothing like powerless Christianity. There is nothing like I cannot become who God wants me to be. I cannot do what God wants me to do. I cannot get to where God wants me to get to. I cannot have what God wants me to have. I cannot live the kind of life that God wants me to live. Why? There is power to do it. So you can't blame God. There is power to be healed. Power to get out of debt. Power to be the head. Power to trample upon serpents and scorpions. And all powers of the enemy. With nothing harming us. There is power in such a way that no weapon fashioned against you can prosper. Isaiah 54, 17. Now the reason why I'm saying all of this to you is to take responsibility. He has given us the power. The word of God said in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. He said we have not received the spirit of bondage of fear. But the spirit of power. Of love. And of a sound mind. John 1 12. To as many that receive him. To them gave he what? Power. To be called sons of God. Deuteronomy 8 18. He has given us power. To get wealth. As far as God is concerned. Poverty is lack of use of power. God has given some of us talents, gifts, skills with which you and I can make money. But most of the time you are looking at the economy. You are looking at others make all the money and go by. God gave some people power to play soccer. Some people to play cricket. Some people to play basketball. Some people to make other people laugh. And they make money from it. And there is no one who does not have something that God gave you that can make you great. But until you take a critical look at the inventory of your life and discover where the power of God is, you will always be poor. You can never be rich working for someone. Ephesians 4.28 He said, let him that stole steal no more. Rather, let him work with his hands. The things that are good that he may have to give. The word of God has a lot to say about God giving us power. 
Isaiah 40, 29. He giveth power to the faint, and to them I have no might, increases strength. God who sent Jesus Christ to this world gave him power. You and I have the same power. Many Christians don't even know they have the power because they cannot even use the power for themselves not to talk for others. But the power of God is that when you discover it, you can use the power of God for yourself and also for others around you. And that is what God's plan is. So it's one thing to know about God being powerful. It's another thing for you to know that this power is now available and have been communicated and provided for you in ways and means that you can access. While it's another thing for you to know how to access and to tap into this power that God has to offer you. Now, because of time, I want to quickly and critically look at an important an important thing which is what activated power will do when it gets to us. What will activated power? In other words, the power of God when it is put to use in what ways and by what means can you and I benefit from it? What will it do for us? In what way will it work? In what way will this power work? I have been working in God's power for years. And I can assure you that if you get to know what the power of God is capable of doing, you can receive it. Tonight, in a very simple way, I want to share with you seven things that when God's power is activated, it will do. Seven things. I'm not talking about may do. I'm talking about will do. Because God is disposed to show favor. Psalm 145, verse 8. He said, God is gracious. And in verse 29, he says, the Lord is good to all. Verse 9 of Psalm 145, his tender mercies are over all his works. Number one, when the power of God is activated, it has the capacity to cancel our past failures, our past mistakes, our sins, and all the things we regret about. The power of God is able to act on your past. It's able to cancel out mistakes you make. It came to deal with things concerning which you did that you probably did not want to do. The power in the blood, the power in his word, the power in his spirit, the power in prayer. All of these is able to act on things in our past. God's word says I will restore to you the years with the locust, the pamawam, the caterpillar has eaten. The Bible says in Ephesians 5.16, it says, it says God has a way in redeeming the time for the days are evil. So God's power, according to Colossians 2.14, is able to cancel out every handwriting of ordinance. What is this in your past? Some of us have all kind of strange things about our root, family background. There are certain things about your family background that may be the reason for the present predicament you are going through. Ezekiel 18 too said, Our fathers have eaten saw grapes, and the teeth of the children are set on edges. 
There are people living with, with all kinds of blood disease now. That was something that came because of the father and the mother's choice. Despite knowing they shouldn't marry, they produce sickle cell children. And these children suffer all their lives just because of what their parents decided to do that they shouldn't have done. Now, can that be addressed by God? Oh, yes. The Bible says in Matthew 15, 13, every plant my father has not planted shall be uprooted. These things are not the things that come from God. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And coming down from the father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither any shadow of turning. Strange things. Genetic tendencies. Dysfunctionalities. Many of us are from dysfunctional homes. Absent father, absent mother. We grew up with our grandparents. All these things leave their footprints and fingerprints on our lives. And it seems that they are ready to have affect us. Even in our marriages, in raising up our children, in our emotions and in our life. Is there something God's power can do? Oh yes. Matthew 3.10. It says the axe is led to the root of the tree. Every tree, my father, I mean, Matthew 3.10, he said, the axe is led to every negative tree. And God, through his power, can cut down evil trees in our family background. There are diseases that have been running in generations. Once I met a woman, grandmother died of cancer of the left breast. Her mother died of cancer of the left breast. And she had cancer of the left breast. But that was the place where it stopped. With prayer and prayer, we are kept by the power of God through faith. Of what value is God's power if you don't believe in it? All things are possible, not just to God, but to them that believe. If you believe, he said, you will see the glory of God. That's what Jesus told Martha and Mary. Say, if you believe, you see the glory of God. But that day, he helped their unbelief. But God's power is able to deal with every dysfunctionality, every wrong, every root problem. I come from a family of idol worshippers. And I know what the power of God has done in my life. There was no way I was going to live a normal life if not for the power of God. Jeremiah was told by God in verse 10, he said, see, I have made you today the head over the nations to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, then to build and to plant. There is nothing about your past that cannot be addressed by God's power. God is a good God. It was not part of what caused that situation. So those issues are because of these families we grew up from who have added one thing to another thing. And you and I have grown up with this abnormality. But today, in the name of Jesus, by the power in the blood of Jesus, I command all those things in your root, your background, your genealogy, your growth, your family, your generation, I command them broken in Jesus' name. Yeah. You're going to reach that with power. You're going to reach it for faith. Jesus may be passing by. I may pass you by. 
if you don't reach out by faith. Habakkuk 3, 4, he whose soul is lifted unto him is not upright, the just shall live by his own faith. Hebrews 10, 38, now the just shall live by his own faith. All things are possible to him that believe it. Mark 9, 23, all things, not some things, not most things, all things. There have been things I inherited growing up in the family where I grew up. Today, they are no more. When I met the power of God, while I was in the occultic world, they couldn't help me. But when I came in contact with the power of God, whatever my God had not planted in me was uprooted. And I say with faith in my heart, under God, all genetic tendencies, things that have to do with jealousy, bad temper, that has to do with bad roots, that has to do with uh, anything that have disturbed you and hurt you and made it impossible for you to have a normal life. Today, go in the name of Jesus. Yeah. I say go in the name of Jesus. Yeah. I'm not saying go because I said it. I'm saying go because by my voice, I'm releasing the power in God's word. Hebrews 13 verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you that you may boldly say, The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. All the enemies you see, today you see them no more forever. I said, you see them no more forever. All your causes, whatever their source is. My father told me that his own father, when he was dying, was angry and lonely. He cursed all his children. Ah, I said in my case, it's not a light on me. The Bible says in Proverbs 26, verse 2, as the sparrow by flying and the bird by wandering, so the curse, curseless, shall not come. I command every curse, every divination, every enchantment against you to be destroyed. In the name of Jesus. God told Moses, go and tell Pharaoh. I speak to the Pharaoh in your life. Let my people go. 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 The first instruction was in Exodus chapter 5 verse 2. He said, let my people go that they may hold a feast unto me. This woman told me, he said, all our family has always been left breast. And it's always been cancer. I said, well, this is where it's going to stop today. Whatever you have had to carry, it's stopping today. I said, it's stopping now. I said, it's stopping now. I said, it's stopping now. In the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus will walk as if to say Jesus himself were here. The name of Jesus was given to replace the absent Christ. He said, in my name, you cast out devils. In my name, you lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Number two, when the power of God is activated, it destroys mighty, wicked enemies and opposition. Mighty, wicked enemies and opposition. One of the scriptures that God blessed me with very early in my Christian life, Exodus 23 verse 22. God said, I will be an enemy to your enemy 
and I'm going to be an adversary to your adversary. Anyone who says it's one adversary of you, today God is an adversary to that person. God is an enemy of that person. Paul was praying for the Roman Christians. Romans 16, 20. He said, the Lord bruised Satan shortly under your feet. Stamp your feet and say, the Lord has bruised you under my feet. Every wicked, mighty opposition, the Lord has bruised you under my feet. God bless you. God bless you. I know, I know some of us will have to do that all week. It's okay. It's just actually activating what is already yours. Isaiah 10, 27 said it shall come to pass in that day that the burden shall be lifted. Can I see you do this? Lifted. Everybody lifted. Everybody lifted. He said the burden shall be lifted from your shoulder and the yoke from your neck and the yoke shall be destroyed. I command every yoke of sickness, every yoke of lack, every yoke of poverty, every yoke of disappointment, every yoke of confusion, be lifted in Jesus' name. When God's power is activated, it destroys. Growing up, I was always sick. I was sick to such a point that when I was 14, the doctors called my, my father into a corner and said, can I tell you the truth? My father said, you can. He said, if that boy, with all the parameters we see here, if that boy lives to be 20, it will be a miracle. Now I'm on my way to 70. Whatever will terminate your life, whatever will reduce your life, whatever will complicate your life, whatever will hurt or limit you, whatever will affect you negatively, we command it lifted from your shoulder in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. When my father was told that we're going back home, and my father had tears in his eyes. I looked at him and said, Daddy, what's going on? He said, the doctor just told me something. Without even knowing what I was saying, I said, boy. I said, the doctor is not God. The doctor is not God. I said, I shall not die but live. He looked at me and said, what do you know? What don't I know? By what you know through the word of God today, you are set free. Every appointment with death is canceled. Every appointment for operation is canceled. Every impossible situation has become possible. Everything that holds you down is let you loose. You are the lost free man. Some years ago, I had whatever they call it in my neck. Between vertebra four and five, they said the disc there had eaten away. I don't know what ate it. I just woke up, sleep, eat every day, but they say it's gone. And I had so much pain I couldn't turn. I had so much pain I couldn't bend. I went through all the medical processes. And they told me, they said, well, the last thing we are going to do is operate. And they said, the man looked at me. He said, let me tell you the truth. It's a 50-50 chance. He said, it may work. It may not work. He said, we'll put something there between the disc. 
the one that is gone will put something. If it works fine, if it does not work, you are going to have to be twitching your head like this all the days of your life. So I went home and I sat down in front of the mirror. I said, you see now? I said, look at your life. I looked at I said, God, if there's a time we need to talk, it's now. I said, you heard what he said. And it's 50-50. And you can imagine your preacher doing like this. They will all want to know whether that's where the anointing is. <laughs> Not knowing that you disappointed me. I said, you never, you have, you never disappointed me. You have a track record of keeping your word. And you are not about to fail now. I say, Lord, this neck, you have to heal me. And I want to believe you for it. And I want you to know that I trust you with all my heart. I'm not leaning on my own understanding. And I say, Lord, here am I. Now, I did that. Nobody was there to lay hands on me. All my Christian life for two years, nobody has ever laid hands on me and prayed. Nobody. 42 years of being a Christian. If they pray for me, they just pray generally like after I finished preaching yesterday, you are praying for me. Many of you are praying for me. Many of you didn't even know what to say. But you are speaking in tongues, you know. That's still okay. The Spirit helpeth your infirmities. For you don't know what to pray for as you ought. But the Spirit himself maketh intercessions for you, for me, through you. So I, I, I face God. You see, you get to a point where you say God is either you do it or else, you know who you say you are. I said that that day and I slept. Woke up, the pain was there. Gidiba. <laughs> if you are going to depend on your feelings, the doctor gave me seven days to come back for me to be scheduled for the operation. Or else, that slug will be given to someone else. But I said to myself, it's 50-50 chance. No, let me also take this chance here. In believing God. Blessed is he that believeth. For there shall be a performance. I don't know where you are tonight. You may have been, you may have been pushed to a corner. You may have been pushed to the last bus stop. You may have come to a situation where it's either God does it or nothing else. Today in the name of Jesus. By the power in the blood of Jesus. By the authority and the grace of the Holy Spirit. By God's presence. Receive your healing. I say receive your healing. Receive your deliverance. In the name of Jesus. I said to myself, I will have to forget about this pain. I'm just going to make up my mind. I'm going to live with it. The third day, I was lifting up something when I suddenly remembered. You shouldn't be leaning out. And I noticed the pain had gone. There is nothing he cannot do. There is no mountain he cannot move. Listen to me. Okay, I said it and he will do it. All right? Say this with me. I believe. I, believe. I receive my miracle now. I believe. I receive from heaven resources now. I believe. I receive my transformation. I believe I receive my deliverance. I believe 
I receive God's grace, God's healing, God's provision, God's transformation. In the name of Jesus. We see that Satan is coming to pass when God has not commanded it. The second thing God's power is able to do is able, as it were, to destroy, remove mighty, wicked enemies and opposition. Psalm 105, verse 24. He said he increases people more and more until they become stronger than their enemies. That's the kind of person God is. God is called consuming fire. Hebrews 12, 29. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 24. Deuteronomy 9, 3. Say, our God is a consuming fire. Can give you testimonies. Let me give you one here. I used to live in a four flat house. Two flats up, two flats down. The person living directly under me happened to be of a different religion. And he did not like my praying because it disturbs him. So he called a meeting of all the four tenants and we had a sitting to discuss the issue. And to crown it all, he said to me, he said, I have reported you to the landlord and the landlord will take you away from the house. When he said that, there was this holy anger. You know when you are familiar with the power of God, there was this holy anger that rose up. With, you see, when I was in the occult world, he will not live till the next day. No way. When I was in the occult, ah. you just start to wake up and see he can't wake up. I will have gone to him in his dream, and, but you see, as a Christian, you know. So I stood up and I said, "You cannot report me to myself. I'm the landlord." And I say, as the landlord, I give you two weeks quick notice. Now, this is power. You see, the kingdom of God is about power. The kingdom of God is not about mere words. First Corinthians 4.20. The kingdom of God is by power. When Moses threw down his rod, he became snake. The magicians did the same thing. So you must have something bigger. So I say, you can't report me to myself. I'm the landlord. I give you two weeks. Goodness. He was looking at me. We finished the meeting and I said to myself, I'm going to send this man out of this house. Because in the other world, he wouldn't even live till the next day. How dare you? So when I woke up the next morning, I went to the door of his house. I had a chair in front of the door. I put my hand and said, according to the word of God, this house is empty. I declare this house empty. The person inside his flat will be in the winter. The Lord will persecute him. The angels of heaven will persecute him. You know, the man thought I was playing in the beginning. So he will look through the window. He had me speaking at this. And he will laugh. I say, okay, let's see. When I come back from work, before I go up, I go to his door. I uproot the people in this house. I make it inconvenient for them to enjoy the day or the night. They shall not be comfortable. They shall be persecuted by all forces of the divine. After four days, the man stopped laughing. 
God has given us power. I have used it in the place of work. This one was in the place where I live. God has given us power. I did that by the tenth day. As I was saying it, it was like the house was echoing. I looked through the window. The chairs were gone. So I started looking for the man all over town. Eventually, I located where he was. And when he saw, he said, please leave me alone. Don't kill me alone. Leave me alone. Don't kill me. I said, what happened? He told me a story that sweets my belly. He said, you remember about 12 days ago? I said, yes. He said, you are praying that dangerous way you used to pray. I said, you mean the He said, that's it. He said, I woke up and I was sweating. He said, I didn't know what to make of it. He said, but a gentle breeze came through the window of the master bedroom. You know the master? I said, yes, that's where I sleep too. He said, the breeze came and passed through between my legs and lifted me from the bed. Uh-uh. He said, I tried to touch the ground with my legs. My legs were not touching the ground. And I tried to know whether I was sitting. I was not sitting. I was hanging. He said, it was there. I made up my mind. By terrible things in righteousness, God answers. That is the power of God. But it only happens when you believe. So, the man said, after 45, he said, you stopped. 45 minutes after, I was still hanging. He said, immediately I was dropped back on the bed. I just went under my, my bed. I brought out my box. I woke up my wife. We must leave. If this man meets us here in the morning... He said, I have returned the key of the house to the landlord. He said, no, the caretaker. I said, that's good of you. So I went to the caretaker, who is the landlord actually. Even though he saw me from far, I said, ah, Reverend, no, I didn't send him. I didn't know what he did. Oh, Yeah, he's a key. Anybody you want to put there, put them. If you want to collect our strength, collect it. But I, want, I don't want to die with him oh, because he told me his experience. Look at your neighbor and say, Power! I have tasted and I have seen. So he's able to destroy mighty, wicked opposition and enemies. Number three, because of time. When the power of God is activated, it conquers our problem. There's nobody who doesn't have a problem. Some people, their problem is that they don't have a job. Some people, the problem is the job they have. Some people, their problem is that they don't have a husband. Some people, the problem they have. (laughs) So everybody's got something they are dealing with. I tried to define problems from years ago. And I got this definition. A problem is something you don't understand. You cannot bear it and you cannot deal with it. That is something God specializes in. Whatever your problems are, whatever your challenges are, whatever your difficulties are, God's power can set things right. Are you good trying to a fairy furnace? Let me give you a small story about my wife. We've known each other for about 42, yeah, 42, 41 years. And you know, in those days, I used to be a little bit more rascally than I am now. But you can still see little bits and pieces of the rascality. It still shows, you know. You know, character is like smoke. 
when I meet a person who has been a thug, even when he's 84, it will show this one was a thug. Now he's still an old thug, but he's still thug. So in those days, we get angry, my wife and I, you know, and my, my wife will call my brothers, our two senior brothers. And he will call them and say, they will tell her, bring him to the phone. So I'll come to the phone. He will call me. Hello, hello. Say, yes, sir. Don't you know that's your wife? Yes, sir. You shouldn't behave like that towards her. Yes, sir. She stop insulting her. Yes, sir. I hope you have heard. Yes, sir. Okay, go and be a good boy. Yes, sir. We put down the phone. I turned to her and said, let's continue from where we stopped. <laughs> I said, you will keep calling them until they are tired of you. And eventually what happened? They got tired, so she stopped calling. But I noticed that thereafter, when she stopped calling them, whenever we have an issue, I will not just see her again. She just disappear. Ah! I said, where are you? What you said last time, come and say it again. Where are you? So one day I was passing by the pantry and I had her reporting me to God. He said, Daddy, you are the one who told me that he's my husband. When I look at him, there was nothing. But I just believe you. He said, it seems to have some manufacturer defects. Come and correct it. <laughs> Many of you are busy reporting, reporting, reporting. Instead of handling it with faith and prayer. Instead of believing God. The heart of kings are not in the hands of demons. The heart of kings, Proverbs 21, 1, are in the hand of the Lord and he turns it. That rascal can become a loving husband. Now every time I was it, I love you. I said, yes, why not? It was your prayer that transformed me from being a rascal to being, I mean it, from being a rascal to being responsive. She knew how to use the power that will work. The power of dressing, painting off. Uh, you paint your fingernails are like those of a lion. Everything. You, you, cannot, you can hardly walk. Your shoes like this. Now, all of those things, all of those things are temporary. Fake enhancement. I want, him, I want to look smashing. Mm. Mm. What of someone who will not get eye? In those days when my wife says, am I beautiful? I said, no, you are not. Just to start a quarrel. <laughs> you know, I used to like fighting a lot. <laughs> but I res she resorted to prayer. Today I'm a product of prayer. Hallelujah. Our marriage is a product of prayer. Every wise man, woman builded a house. The foolish one. When you seek for advice from people, they will advise you in a way that they themselves will never implement. But report him to God. Say, this man, I report you to God. God says you are a blessing that make her rich and added no sorrow. I will not have sorrow from you. When my wife adopted this method, it worked. No other method worked before. Before she will wake up, many foundation, many generational cleansing, toning, uh, long hair, fake hair, uh, big, uh, they're walking like this. You know, all that. No, look. <laughs> but when, every time I will talk to her, I will see something squeezing my heart. At times when I talk to her, anyhow, God say, go back. 
God apologized. Go here. I'm sorry. Say, ah. Our prayer was being answered. By the grace of God in the name of Jesus. Whatever your problems are. At work. In your house. With your children. With your health. In your coming. In your going. Whatever the problems are. Receive divine intervention. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Whatever the issues are. God have solution. That is the third thing. God's power when activated. Can do. Number four. The fourth thing God's power can do. Is to deliver. Deliver. To deliver something. Means. To take something back. Some of us need deliverance from attitudinal configurations. We need deliverance from defective way of behavior. We need deliverance from evil thoughts. We need deliverance from oppressive dreams. And God is a deliverer. Upon Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. And the house of Jacob shall possess her possession. You need deliverance with your imagination. You need deliverance. All of us need deliverance from one trouble or the other. You need deliverance from an oppressive manager. You need deliverance from oppressive in-laws. You need deliverance from one thing or the other. And the Bible says in Job chapter 5 verse 19, it says God will deliver us from seven troubles. The hand of God is not shut that it cannot save. Or he cannot deliver. Isaiah 50 verse 2. And the God who delivers Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out of the foreign uh, fiery furnace will deliver you out of that situation at work. You found yourself in a situation. Very complicated. Messed up situation. You were asked to do something, you did it out of a pure heart. But the thing is complicated. It's like you are now in a web. You are being threatened. You are being oppressed. You are like, things are like not going to work anymore. But God who brought Daniel out of the lion's den. Even the king in the book of Daniel 6.14 could not deliver Daniel. But he prayed for Daniel. He said, the God whom you serve will deliver you. My prayer for you tonight that the God whom you serve will deliver you. The God you serve will deliver you. The God you serve will deliver you. The God you serve will deliver you. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25 says, God is able to save to the utmost. They that come to God by him. Saying, he forever liveth to make intercession. He's able to save to the utmost. I told you of what happened yesterday. I was in Maryland. I was staying in embassy suits. A fire broke out. On the fifth floor. I was on the ninth floor. The fire was hot. By the time we got to the sixth floor. For those who had rubber as the sole of their shoes. It was melting. That was fervent heat. As I was imagining. I was telling God. God. God how will we get out of this fire? Come and send somebody. Come and send. I just saw a man pass. He said follow me. 
I was the one who prayed for your deliverance. You see, many times when you pray for deliverance, open your eyes. When you pray for deliverance, open your ears. When you pray for deliverance, be ready to accept prophetic instruction. The man said, follow me. I followed, I followed. The next thing I saw was I was outside the hotel. Ah, where is the man? That must have been an angel. Psalm 34, 7. The angel of the Lord encamped around them that trust in him and they delivered them. By the grace of God, you are going to come out of that thing. By the grace of God, you are going to be brought out clean and quiet. By the grace of God, your story is going to change. By, your, by the grace of God, you are going to shout with the voice of thanksgiving. By the grace of God, your weeping is over. By the grace of God, the presence of God will make a change. Receive in the name of Jesus. Receive in the name of Jesus. That is you partaking of the power of God. So, God is power. God's power when activated. Call upon him in the day of trouble. See, I will deliver you. Psalm 50 verse 14 and, 14 and 15. Say, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will glorify me. Learn how to call upon God. It shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall what? Be saved. Instead of saying, my baba, my mama, what I can't do here today, what in be all this, oh, call upon God. His eyes are over the righteous and his ears are inclined to their prayers. Psalm 34, 19. Many at the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of them all. And he kept their bones and none of them. I say, not even a single hair of your head will burn. I say, none of your bones shall be broken. I say, you will not regret serving God. I say, God is going to bring you out with plenty and abundance. God is going to bring you out with testimonies. God is going to bring you out with joy and peace. God is going to bring you out completely and totally in the name of Jesus. The power of God. Go ahead. Number five, because of time. Number five, what God's power is able to do, the power of God when activated is able to change your position. Position. In my family, I am the third in terms of birth. But in my family today, I'm the first. The Bible says in Matthew 19, 30, Matthew 20, 16, the last shall be made first. Psalm 18, verse 22, the stone with the beard that reject shall become the head of the corner. God can change your position. One day, Joseph was in a prison. Another day, he was in the palace. One day, David was a fortitude. The end of that day, he had become the king. The God of promotion will promote you. The God of lifting will lift you up. The God who promotes people will promote you. You will ride upon the high place of the earth. It will fit in with the heritage of Jacob, your father. Can I hear your amen, thunder? Your amen, thunder. Let me tell you a story here. One thing about me is that I know about the power of God a lot because I studied the subject. One day I saw myself in an airport. 
In those days when we used to come to the United States then, by then Canada had not opened. There was a, <laughs> there was a special ticket that was sold them by Delta. The ticket was called voucher. V-O-U-C-H-E-R. You buy it for $500, you can fly to anywhere in the U.S. for a whole month. And I, 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 bought, I usually bought it. At times, I will just come just to go around. I've listed 42 of the 50 states in the U.S. It's not that I went to preach everywhere. Some place I just go. Roam around from morning till evening. <laughs> By evening, I went to go to the airport, red eye, fly back to where I have a place I can stay. Now, this day, you know when you fly that ticket, you always have to stand, stand by if all the seats are booked. And so this day, I was going to fly, and we were 35 of us on standby, and only five seats. But you see, one of those five things about that kind of arrangement is that the person who is sharing the seats, the remaining five seats, is able to do it at his own discretion. He can use any decision. Can just point this one out and say, you, 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 come. So that day I was number 33. Look at your neighbor and say, it is not where you are on the queue that matters. It is who you know on the queue. So I stood there, number 33. No, I'm not in a hurry. And I was there, number 34, 35, only 35 of us. And the man was going to give five seats. And the man said, well... Today I have five seats to give away and I'm going to do it according to my discretion because I have the prerogative to give the seat to whosoever I want. I look at the man behind me. I said, I'm going to be one of them. The man said, I said, don't worry. I said, that man is my man. <laughs> no, the man did not understand me. But I was standing on Psalm 17 verse 14 which says, men at the hand of God. So the man said, number one, step forward, so that one step forward. Number two, step forward, so that one step forward. The man said, I'm going to do something bizarre. I said to myself, do it. And the man said, this queue has got two ends. I have taken two from the front row. So the last two drop out of the queue. So 34 and 35 dropped out. He said, the, the next question, number 33. Come forward. I do like that. Look at your neighbor and say, that's how God is going to answer you. 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 Promotion does not come to the east or the west or the south. God is the judge. Isaiah 58, 14, he said, he will make you to ride upon the high place of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father. So the power of God, when activated, change your position. Today, you are the position of a servant. Tomorrow, you are the position of a king. Joseph was a prime minister, was, was, was someone wallowing in prison. That same evening, he was in the palace as a father to Pharaoh. He said in Genesis 45 verse 8, said the Lord had made me a father to Pharaoh. He had made me a ruler all over Egypt and I'm a governor over all his house. 
is the Lord's doing. In this land, you will be a father to those you are under. They will ask for your advice. They will seek for your insight. They will learn to know from you. You will give them prophetic instruction. The Lord will lift you up before them. The Lord will magnify you. One thing about me that many people don't know is that I don't know many people in the natural, but I know him. I know who have committed all things to his hands. I remember when I was invited to Jamaica. The person who invited me did not even, he's never met me before. I went to Orlando, I preached a message, and the daughter got hold of the message and sent it to the father. Say, Daddy, this man must come to Jamaica. This man by the name of Douglas Robb was the president of the, of, the, of the West Indies Pentecostal Assemblies of God churches. I didn't know him from Adam. When it's time for God to promote you, he knows how to connect you. By the grace of God, God will connect you. God will advertise your gift. What you know and what you have, God will expose you to those who can help you. In the name of Jesus, God will expose you to them. So this man invited me. He had never met me before. That was 1993. And at the airport, all the elders and leaders of the Pentecostal assemblies came from all the various West Indies countries. That's how God made me to tour the West Indies countries. Just one place. Through a video, or through a message, cassette. Look at your neighbor and say cassette. And so they were lifting up their banners. They lifted it up. And I walked up to them alone. When I came this time, I came alone. God said I called him alone. Isaiah 51 2. It's only God who travels with train. Isaiah 51 2. He said, Remember Abraham, your father? He said, I called him alone. Then I blessed him and I increased him. Okay? So I walked up to the man and I said, That's my name. The man said, no, it can't be. I said, that's my name. The man was looking at me and he thought that I was the son of the person they invited. So he said, but the person we invited is an old man. I mean, it's supposed to be an old man. I said, yes. Ancient of days, he lives inside here. I said, but outside, this is me. He said, okay. They looked at each other. Everybody's doubting everybody. We don't know what we have gotten ourselves into. So we followed. Now the wife of Douglas Robe was one coordinated the women. They were waiting for me at the place of reception. Then I went there when I got to the place of reception. The wife was asking, said, Darling, did he not arrive? He said, He arrived. He said, You don't understand. Did the man not come again? The man said he came. He said, but where is he? <laughs> you know, women are very inquisitive. So I went there. They welcomed me informally. They put me in a separate room where they had an executive meeting. So the wife of this man came and knelt down. Said, please, sir, tell us the truth. You know what God did? God magnified me. 
The Bible says God promised Joshua. Joshua 3, 7. said, I will magnify you in the eyes of the people. From today, you'll be magnified. I said, you'll be magnified. And Joshua 4, 14 says, And God in that day magnified Joshua. He's not acting big that makes you big. It's when God, you know, you can sit like this on an interview panel and they will ask you, do you have any questions for us? You are now the interviewee interviewing the interviewer. In Joshua 6, 27, he said the fame of Joshua spread. Joshua did not have Facebook account. He did not have Instagram handle. He was not on Twitter. You see, when God takes you and magnify you, and when God takes you and spread your fame of what you are doing abroad, they will come to you from every quarter. Let me say this with faith. The Lord will magnify you. The Lord will project you. The Lord will spread your fame. Your fame will go abroad. Your fame will go abroad. Your fame will go abroad. Your faith will go abroad. Your prayer will go abroad. In the name of Jesus. You no longer live in obscurity. Power of God, when you activate, is able to change your position. Whereby you shall be the head. I remember when I first started flying British Airways. My seat was usually 60 something at the very back. And then I will go and sit down with my hand luggage, which is heavier even than the checking bag. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh, you are guilty of it. Thank you. And I will go to the first class. I will leave that place. I will say, first class, I'm coming. This is where I belong. I'm the head, not the tail. The tail of the aircraft is where the, the economy is. The head is where first class. I'm coming, I'm coming. So one day the hostess saw me. He said, what are you doing here? I said, I'm only informing for scars that I'm coming. <laughs> By the grace of God, you end up at the head. Amen. By the grace of God, you'll be the best. Amen. By the grace of God, you'll be highest. Amen. You'll be greatest. You'll be best. You'll be, you'll be most satisfied. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Gradually, I started moving from economy premium economy, business, first class. Now my seat in first class is seat number one A, number one alpha. I remember my landlord, that house that I told you, he met me one day where that man said he was going to send me out. The person I individually called Katika. We met at British Airways gate. He said, oh, you are traveling too? I said, yes, I'm traveling. He said, okay. Now, this is the somebody I used to pay my house rent three times, gradually in a month, before I paid the monthly rent. So he knew me as a very chronic debtor. But my position has changed. When someone sees you next, your position will have changed. When they see you next, your position will have changed. Where you start will have changed. Who you are will have changed. What you are doing will have changed. Receive power! Receive power! Receive power! Receive power! So we met at the door of the aircraft. The man said, yeah. I said, yes, I'm, I'm British Airways too. 
So I go to the door. The man said, what is your seat? I showed him my boarding card. He didn't say it. He said, number one. He said, that's first class. I said, yes. He said, ah. 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 Someone will say you and say, ah. Ah. This man will always say that I was making noise. Look at what noise I've done. Some people have said you're always going to church. You, when they see you and they say, uh -huh, you say what? Look at what going to church have done. So I entered. I moved to the left. He moved to the right. So I went and changed into my suit. You know, in first class, they give you pajamas. And they write first here. So I went and changed into it. And I walked through the aircraft like this. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, your position is about to change. Your position is about to change. Say, by the power of God, your position is about to change. Believe it today, and it shall be so. So I looked at this man, sandwiched between two heavy women. I said, come, sir. So he followed me. I took him to my seat. You know, in first class, there are two seats, not one. There's one opposite you, there's one you sit on. So I told him to sit there. I said, anything you want to eat? He said, ah, anything I want to eat? I said, yes. He said, ah, they have served me. Buffoon. I said, here, you order a la carte. They do it for you a la order, a la order. Look at your neighbor and say, your position is changing tonight. Tap your chest and say, my position is changing tonight. Say it again, my position is changing tonight. I will give orders. I will not receive orders. Promotion has come to me. And it's going to be done to me according to my faith. I believe. I receive. In the name of Jesus. My elevation. Say my elevation. Has come today. God is honoring me. With promotion. I receive my promotion. Look at your neighbor and say get your letter of promotion. Hey! Hey! So I, the man ate and drank. And he said, please, I want you to forgive me. He said, because I thought you were wasting your time. I said, yes, I was. Look at what that's done. So you need to begin to waste your own time too. He said, I waste it all. If it is on God. Quickly, let me round up here. I know my time has been well spent. But blessed are they that keep to time. For they shall be invited back. <laughs> number six when the power of God is activated it makes a way for you where there seems to be no way God will make a way where there seems to be no way he walks in ways you cannot see he will make a way for you he will be your guide. Hold me closely to you. For each new day, He will make a way. He will make a way. It's only God who can make a way through the wilderness. It's only God who can make a way through the high seas. People will tell you 
I don't know how you how the way you are going to marry. Some people say, I can't see the way you are going to make it financially. I cannot see the way you are going to make it spiritually. But Jesus Christ says what? I am the way, the truth, and the life. Through the wilderness of life, God will make a way for you. You will get to where he's taking you. The door will not be shut to you. He said, I'm the door. He will open that door. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. I have, you see, in life, people have told me we don't see the way you are going to make it. I lived in Elorne. I've lived in Elorne from 1973. And God gave me a vision for the world. Everybody I told that I was going to go to the nations of the world laughed me to scorn. I was like Joseph the dreamer. Everyone I told. One prophet came to my house one day. Okay, thank you. One prophet came to my house one day. And I told him, God has called me to take his word to the nations. By then, I was riding Suzuki 100. OY 8405Y. That was the number. And the man looked at the Suzuki and said, Is it this Suzuki? Tell your neighbor he's going to make a way. There shall be a highway there and a way. It shall be called the way of holiness. Isaiah 35 8. The power of God, when you activate, it makes a way. I was, the hotel was burning down. I was on floor nine. The fire started in floor eight. There was no way, but God made a way. He made a way. Oh, yes. He made a way. Well, about is the wall. Thought it see it was over. He made. That is a song you need to sing again. Lean here only because he made. He moved mountain. He moved mountain. Come on. In your power, he, he performed miracles. There is nothing. That is impossible. Only because. Listen. I can see that you are fired up. People have said. We don't know the way. Lawyers have told you. Your paper I don't know how it's going to be approved. Sing that song to them. Doctors have told you. One of my staff, they told us that there was no single sperm cell in a semen, only water corporation. He came to me, I said, it's impossible. I said, God will make a way. Today he's got three children and they look like him. So there's no hunky-punky one, this one. Whenever he sees me, he always says, he 
makes a way. Come on. He When our back was against the wall and it looks like it, it was over in Medame. Hey, I was standing here only because. Listen, how many of you know it's done already? One more thing I will say while you are standing. When the power of God is activated, the last thing he does, he removes shame. Those who are expecting you to fail, they will wait forever. Those who are expecting you not to turn out the way God planned, they wait forever. Those who are waiting for you to be ridiculed, they wait forever. One more time. He Against the wall, cross over. He made a way. I will stand in here only because. Listen, 
what I'm going to do tonight I'm going to pray one prayer and for five minutes thank you sir I know when you ask them to play they won't stop one minute you will go back to it what God has instructed me to do tonight is that I will pray a general prayer and I will say in the name of Jesus for you to know my prayer has ended receive power and you are going to open your mouth and begin to pray hot prayer fast prayer loud prayer we are going to do that for five minutes then I will round up testimonies testimonies Luke 21 13 says all of these things will abound to you for a testimony testimonies come out of tests they come out of trials what you've gone through is a test what you've gone through is a trial but the siege is over I'm going to pray at the end of my prayer I will say receive what? power you will say I receive power in the name of Jesus that you pray in that prayer you are pouring out your heart and the power of God is mixing with that power to get the results you desire are you ready? Put your hand by your side. Father, we want to thank you for the privilege we have to come before you. We come with thanksgiving. We come with praise. Your word says, be anxious for nothing. I know that all of the things we are faced with, all of our concerns are nothing in your sight. For with you, according to Luke 137, nothing shall be impossible. And so I bring your people before you tonight. Thank you for the way you always answer those who serve you. Your word says in Isaiah 65, 24, before you call, I will answer. While you are here speaking, I will hear. Your word has given us the assurance that you will make a way. You will solve that problem. You will do with mighty wicked opposition. You go back to our background. You will order things to be righted in our roots. You will deliver us from all and everything that contend against us. And we know this day we are living this place with answers. Thank you Holy Spirit for a new day. Thank you for transformation. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for absolute liberation from the power that holds us down. Lord, thank you for victory. Thank you for causing us to triumph. Thank you for giving us the victory. And today, by the authority of heaven, I declare your people are going to be free. I declare by faith they are going to appropriate your power. And I declare by faith something is going to happen. Something is going to take place that will cause them to gladly rejoice in your presence and give you glory and praise. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Now receive Power in Jesus' name. I receive power. I receive power. Come on. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. Pour out your heart. Pour out your heart. Pour out your heart. Pour out your heart. Tap into that power. Is it barrenness? Is it depths? Is it failure? Disappointment, heartaches, 
complications, challenges. Receive power. Open your mouth. Take what is yours. Your mouth is your hand in the name of the Spirit. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Anything. Take it. 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 Uh huh. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, yes, yes. get wealth power to be healed power of deliverance power to overcome power to succeed oh yes power of victory
malignant challenges, health issues, marital problems. Go!
Jesus' name we pray. Lift up your hands and bless him and thank him. Come on. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. There is a way you have made. A way through the high waters. You have made streams available in the desert. Shame is not our portion. Our deliverance is complete. We will never go back home the same. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Be seated in God's presence. Look at your neighbor and say, that was a good one. How many of you know it was good? Your mouth is what you use to take what is yours. With the heart, you believe. With the mouth, confession is made. The woman with the nature of blood came behind. She said, if I may but touch. You see, many times when people come to service, they want you to lay hands on them. At times, you need to stir up yourself and lay hold on God. That was what the woman with an issue of blood did. She came up there to God's level of understanding. Many times, God will come down to our level. But at times, we need to rise up. How many of you know that prayer was very effective? Can I see your hand? Wow. Go home and know God has made a way. Whatever you can't see before because your face, your eyes were gloom and dark. Now you see clearly. The Lord has touched your eyes. He's touched your ears. He's touched your womb. He's touched that situation in your life. Until you are ready to pray the price, you are not ready yet. Some things, people will get them and put it on you. But a battle you never fought and won, you will always be defeated if it comes a second time. But when you fought and you won, then you can go home with your eye head in the sky. Let me say something to you. Look at your neighbor and say, you will never remain the same. Look at the other person and say, you will never remain the same. Look around and say, we will never remain the same again. I don't know whether I've been asked to take offering, but I like taking offering. You know why I like it? Because I like giving. We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk, on Instagram and Twitter, at RCCGPPP. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.